With the first pick of the Dinner with Pop draft, Reed and Isaac select talking about the draft. I'm not sure if this makes sense, but that's what they talk about on the episode. I try reciting the intro by myself, just yeah. like in my head when I'm alone, and I think I can do it. Welcome to Dinner with Pop, the podcast where we, two basketball fans, learn everything we can about the history of... No, no, no. Past, present, and future of... Learn, what is it? Learn everything or... Everything we can about the past, present, and future of basketball. Basketball. In order to impress our dream dinner date, wine connoisseur... Food and wine connoisseur and five-time NBA champ, Coach Greg Popovich. That's it. Hello, I'm Reed O'Connor, and this is my co-host, Isaac. Hello, Reed. Is that what I say? I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm going to start changing that next season. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you say some variant of that. They're pretty good. Hell yeah. Pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Should I do it again? (laughs) What, the the whole thing? Yeah, should I do it so now it's real, so it's official? No, I think we should just, uh, I think we're keeping this. Okay. What do you think? I like it. All right, we're jumping into it. Yeah. Uh, Reed, uh-huh. I saw you this morning for breakfast. Yeah. And I saw you now, like six hours later. Right. How have you been since then? Full, sleepy. Did you take a nap? No, I laid down for a while, though. Nice. Yeah. Uh, kind of recovered. I did the exact opposite. Yeah? What'd I, you, what'd I, you do? I installed the car battery. Okay. Because I left my hazard lights on a couple nights ago. Sounds restful. It was. <laughs> I got some nice sun. I don't feel drained at all. That's all right. Now we're podcasting. We got energy. Yeah. We're feeling it. Uh, Reed, I have a question for you, too. Yes. Uh, what have you done for pop lately? I am so glad you asked. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, hold on. This is a... Whoa. Uh, let me explain to the listeners what's happening. Reed opened a drawer and he pulled out. Whoa, he's pulling out a wine bottle and two glasses. Yes, this is uh, a Pinot Noir, I believe, from A to Z Wine Works uh, out of Oregon. Um, what's the year on that? 2017. Whoa, different and, time. Uh, do you know who's a part owner of A to Z Wine Works? Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich. Are you baby. serious? Yes. How'd you get this? Uh, the grocery store. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's part owner of this? Yeah. This is uh, $20. Wow. So it's, uh, for as far as wines that I buy, yeah, it's pretty nice stuff. Have I'm not ha- paying over $10. Already? I've had this before because I got it for free from work, but uh-huh. I did not know. This bottle uh, uh, paid for. I didn't pay for it. Beth went to the grocery store. I asked her to pick okay. it up. Shout out, she, Beth. Yes. Um, she. I offered to pay her back, but she said no. She's just going to have the rest of the bottle besides the two glasses mm, that you and I have. I see. So uh, I guess I should ask, what has Beth done for pop recently? <laughs> and it's uh, this. And yeah. This so is I, actually really surprising because you told me ahead of time that you said you had something for, uh, for this segment. Thing. Yeah. But I thought, I don't see it on the Google Doc, so I don't really know what this is going to be. This but is an experience. This is good. I really appreciate this. I, I'm done with all the bullshit like articles on like how to impress your day. I'm just going to start bringing like a sandwich over and be like, what do you think of this sandwich? To <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we could we have like a somewhere to start off. He's a big wine guy. They actually like A to Z Wine Works makes a special label of wine for mm-hmm. Popovich. That's like only like a. I don't know how many bottles a year mm-hmm. are produced. And it's called, I'm going to look this up. It's called Rock and Hammer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like the grail wine to try. 
before we met Pop so we could be like, Coach, we've had Rock and Hammer and we think it's absolutely fantastic. What you did with the tasting notes of uh, cherry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so if, if we were to like if when we have dinner with Pop and we're there with wine, if we shut up with an A to Z bottle, would he be a little... I think I saw a quote from him that said that he thinks it's a good everyday wine, mm. which to me is both a compliment and a weird like backhanded what if insult I, at his own wine. I wonder if A to Z sells merch and uh, if they sell like dad caps or something. And then I also just show up like <laughs> I'm, I'm like running a little late, I guess. Not really, but I'm wearing like my day cap, which is the A to Z. And I'm like, I sit down at the table and I think I'm like. Oh my god, my hat! I'm so yeah, stupid. Yeah, I yeah. just take it off, and then he's like, "Is that an A to Z?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, I love yeah, their yeah, wines." Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> you, do, uh, you do great work. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so. What I understand about the winery is like it was like started by two different couples or something. I did like very quick research about it. Right, and um, nothing's changed. <laughs> and they they're like experienced in the wine industry, and then. Pop came in in like 2006, I think. Well, uh, gave them some extra money to help buy this other Oregon winery so they could like kind of expand and uh, have more grapes, I guess. I don't know. Well, I wish we got more stories about Pop just kind of like uh, his off the court exploits. Yeah. We, we probably will once he retires. Yeah. Um, so the Rock and Hammer wine that I mentioned, uh, I had to find this quote. It comes from this quote. The name comes from this quote that's on the Spurs locker room wall. Well, uh, from Jacob Reese, I think, which is when nothing seems to help. I go and look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. This is a quote that's just like on the Spurs. Like, uh, yeah. Can you imagine you're drafted by the Spurs and you walk in the locker room and you're like, listen, this jo- is heady stuff. Joshua Primo's going to like 19 years old. He's going to show up being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, I can't even drink wine yet. No, actually, that's so funny. Kid's yeah. 18. It's wild. Anyway, he, he's 18. Yeah, he's the youngest guy in the draft. Wow. I mean, me. we'll talk about it We're later. But, that. Um, um, should I open this? Sure. Um, I was actually a little disappointed because this is a twist top. What's the? Can you explain what the difference between that is to me? I don't know if there's like actually a difference in like taste or anything. Mm-hmm. I was only disappointed because I wanted the audio of a cork uh, coming I out. See. Like you can just do the sound. <laughs> <laughs> is that not it? It's not the sound I expected you to make. You, did you expect me to go? I thought you were gonna, yeah, I thought you were going to do something like that. But. No, I wanted to give you the most authentic like uh, sounding for it. So I thought we'd try this and then maybe uh, see if we could like well, this, this, describe uh, what we think. This is very reminiscent of our old podcast that we had in college where we just ate candy. And yes. Ooh, Michael loves the sound of wine being poured, I guess. Yeah, and just talking about it without having any knowledge. This is the adult version of it. So I thought we could like compare this. We we say, you know, like how wines like they're like, mm. this tastes like ash and uh, my dad's belt. Yeah. Do you want do you want like genuine or do you want me just to riff? Well, well, both. And I thought we could compare with what like an actual wine person says about <laughs> okay. this wine. 
Are there, is there, do people explain what the wine tastes like on like their website or something? I feel like I've seen it where people are like, um, let me see. Yeah, let's see. From Wine Enthusiast Magazine. That's what I'll pull up. They gave it a 90. What does that mean? Out of 100? Um, yeah. It's a 90 out of 600. It's still an A. A minus. So shall we? Sure. That's just a Tosis clink thing. Lovely. Lovely Pinot Noir. I kind of swished it in my mouth a little bit. Do you regret it? You look like you regret it. Switching no, it. I think I'm just also dehydrated from the being in the sun all day. <laughs> I'm just going to get wasted <laughs> on two sips of wine. Yeah, maybe during the hypothetical, I'll be just really screaming into the microphone. <laughs> uh, my first impression of the wine is it tastes like a wine. Yes, this is and... definitely a red wine. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, that's about my experience with wines. And see, that's also why we're doing this. I feel like we have to build our wine knowledge before we get dinner okay so i can't just say every time it tastes like a wine yeah okay i get a little hint of uh i'm gonna take another uh, sip it's nice but i don't like understand wine tasting like i don't know what i'm supposed to taste besides red it's smooth uh you know i um i'm starting to sense uh um trees um there's bark in there from Probably Oregon. Oh, I love it. I think there might be keys from an actual Oregon also <laughs> cooking in there. Uh, there's human organs in this. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, there's also uh, garbanzo paste. <laughs> Reminds me of onion and wet ground. I really have no reference no, I don't know. for wine it, at all. Me neither. I don't know, but people say it's like got notes of blank. Here, I'll just read the review. Yeah. It's beyond impressive that a wine sourced from 50 vineyards scattered throughout the state can be this good. It's all of Oregon in a single bottle, rounded in feel, lightly spiced, and showing fresh cranberry and cherry flavors. That's Paul Greggett um, from Wine Enthusiast Magazine. Paul Greggett? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How would you say that? Called Greg Goot, but here's what I'm saying. Greg P. Paul Popovich. Every every name name on there is like uh, Greg uh, uh, (laughs) Papo. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's Papo Doodle uh, Gorge too. It's they're all just pop writing these. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good wine. I don't know if it's. Here's the thing. I don't feel like I'm going to, until I am pop level wealthy, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I want to pay more than $10 a bottle of wine. What's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even buy wine. How expensive is wine supposed to be? Like, uh, I mean, this is, is 20. I feel is, like that's is not, too much? for me it is. Okay. It's like out of, with, for I my budget. See. It's not bad. I don't think it's like a, a like an absurdly expensive bottle of wine this but. is really good because i feel like now that we've read that like you and i could just like show up at our own individual parties with like not either of us there and we can show up at this bottle and be like oregon uh taste a little bit of cranberries and cherries kind of like roasted together and like yeah you know, round lightly spicy and you can just be like you know paul greg paul greg it what Greg says. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to say his name. And then someone's like, who's that? And you're oh, like. Oh, he writes for wine enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read He's, everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> he actually put me on this wine, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's a great. Um, He's got a great way with words. Oh, this is Paul Greg. They've got a picture for the guy. I need to see him. He's got one earring. 
I the rest of his face does not say I have pa- one earring. Paul Greggett is one of those like cool white guys who has like an earring. Yeah, he looks like your friend's dad. Yeah, but cool. I like Greg, and you can also follow him on Instagram. Yeah, well, Paul at Paul G Wine. The wine's good. Yeah, no, I like it. I just don't know how to talk about wine. That's the that's the thing. Uh, I, you know, I think we're gonna grow. As yeah, we we're do gonna more learn. Of these. Like we're gonna be chumps right now for the first one because it's like I don't know anything about this. But by maybe by the end of the year, we'll be really starting to talk about stuff. Yeah, be real uh, connoisseurs. This is good. This is a good direction that we're going in because now we're learning. We're now learning about wine and basketball. Yeah, and then like culture. We're gonna have to find out like what else Pop is into, and then just start like building our personalities off of him again. And uh, we're gonna show up like clones. <laughs> we're gonna get like way too deep into it. We've done like too much research. He's like, you guys are freaking me out. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the Nardwar of Greg Popovich, and we're just gonna be ready to freak him out the whole time. He's like, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave hmm. the Inter- restaurant. Int- <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, choice greg and then uh, we have a big falling out i guess it's probably <laughs> sad story sad ending <laughs> of the podcast that's fine uh yeah i really appreciated that i'm glad thanks for going on that journey with me yeah oregon pinot noir a to z a to z wineries a to z wine works let's get something old next time uh, like, that's what that's where stuff starts moving being more expensive I feel like I don't know anything about wine. Yeah, let's not get new mics. Let's just uh, spend the money on <laughs> wine. Yeah. Today we're tasting a 1927 Bordeaux from. It's just this is just a wine podcast now. You know, it's just the evolution of the way things go. You can't fight it, really. Yeah. So, oh yeah, you want to start getting into this pod? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so this week's special. This is the topic of the week. We operate. We run this podcast like a restaurant or something fine dining is the theme you get it um so the topic of the week is the draft happened on thursday uh-huh. and uh big news perhaps you you saw i mean actually maybe it's the second biggest piece of news this week oh yeah russell westbrook is now a laker yeah do you have any quick thoughts on that I'm excited. I don't know. I mean, to see him and LeBron play together, that's wild. Yeah. I don't know. I like Russell Westbrook. I'm going to follow him wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that I want to pay attention to Russell Westbrook, make, I'm like, am I a Laker fan now? Which makes me uncomfortable. What do you think? You want to declare that right now that you're a Lakers fan? No. Okay. I don't want to. I want to I'm a Russell Westbrook fan, but I'm like, that feels weird. It feels like it's like if I were to suddenly... I have, uh, always back to baseball but like if i were like be like uh you know what the yankees are cool yeah what do you think do you think fans of these like big markets uh care about bandwagon fans do you think they like welcome them with open arms it seems like they will it seems like at at that critical mass it's probably like if you're with us yeah welcome it's probably cooler if you're like i grew up in la uh wore a kobe jersey so many people didn't grow up in la though i know but it's probably like that's what I'm saying. If there's like tiers of fans, yeah. it's probably like uh, I grew up in the Bronx. I love the Yankees. A war, mm-hmm. you know, like and then like I just moved to New York. But, I, but actually, I bet Yankees are Yankees fans are more stringent than Lakers fans. I feel like Lakers fans are like everybody getting in here. Here's the thing. If I because I bought a, I bought a Clippers shirt before the I guess it got here after their, their season was over. 
But anyway, I feel like if I were to like walk out like in the street and I like, had a clipper shirt on and I just took it off and I like, just took a dump on it or something, <laughs> um, Laker, Laker, Lakers fans would like find me and then start like they would hoist me over their shoulder and just kind of like lift me around the city saying like, like I was Russell Westbrook coming into town and now I'm like a Lakers fan. Uh, I've been telling you. I did not know where you were going with that, but yeah, I like yeah, where yeah. we ended up. <laughs> I, uh, I was telling you and Catherine, who Catherine is a, uh, I guess. Uh, she was a guest on the podcast. Yeah. And friend all, of the show. All around friend of the show and probably just a third uh, ideas person for it. Um, I've been saying that I'm, I'm a Lakers fan now. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if it's true. Right. But I feel like if the way that we're going with like the free agency for the Lakers, if like if they acquire like DeMar DeRozan and Patty Mills and Rudy Gay, who are all Spurs. Yeah. I have it's really conflicting because I didn't grow up a Lakers fan because of Spurs stuff. Right. And but if they like absorb the Spurs. It's, 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 it's weird because it's like uh, now I maybe have to root for this team. And, you know, um, I just can't I really can't get myself to do it, it's like to do it really. It feels weird to just be like, I don't know. I was already sort of like this with uh, LeBron <laughs> going to the Lakers. Yeah. Because I like LeBron in the same way. Yeah. I think he's an interesting, I mean, he's like obviously the greatest player of his generation mm-hmm. and amazing to watch. And like one of those players where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm lucky to be watching this player. And then he goes to the Lakers and you're like, it's like the evil empire or an evil empire team, I feel like, in terms of... Kind of, but I was also really just, like, excited that I lived here and that I had the opportunity to see that guy in person. I didn't, yeah. see, my, I didn't see Michael Jordan play. No. But I'll probably be able to say that I saw LeBron play. Yeah, we have to go. Yeah, I mean, we, we're going to... I'm trying to make it, like, a birthday present to myself. Yeah. So... Lakers tickets are expensive. Let's get some sponsors. They're probably going to be way more expensive now. Oh, yeah. With the three of them out there. Anthony Davis, too. Can't forget him. Yeah. Who do you think I was talking about for the three? Well, I just wanted to name check him because uh, <laughs> we were just talking about. Oh, I see, I see, Russell I see. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, this draft, uh, I watched. Did you watch any of it? I did not watch. I saw uh, pictures of their suits. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any suits that stood out to you? Jalen Green's. Jalen Green, who yeah. is a the new Houston Rockets feature. Yeah. Is in like a sparkly pinstripe bell bottom yeah. suit, double breasted. It's pretty good luck. Pretty good luck. His hair was just kind of flowing yeah. that night. Uh, I feel like, do you care at all about this like Houston pick? Like, uh, do you think this will get you on board till they start watching this? Like, because apparently they had like a really good draft where they're they're like really drafting the right pieces. Yeah, I saw that, and I I am excited about it. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see. I guess it's just hard to watch a developing team, but it, I guess it will hopefully pay off in a couple of years where it's just like hard to like go through all these losses while you, these yeah. players develop and they acquire picks and all that stuff. I'm sure once again to the playoffs, you can, you, if you followed the Rockets now, you would be like, there's my guy Jalen. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I think this next season I will pay more attention to them than I have. It's kind of good to like follow like a team that's really like not, uh, or like they're like in the up and up right now as like a young group because then you're just kind of like riding with them and then you're able to start saying like hooters with the fellas and stuff like that. And oh, yeah. Just really um, building your identity off of that, which uh, I will probably do with the Lakers now because I'm a Lakers fan. And, uh, they're <laughs> the up, they're up the and young coming. <laughs> team that will, you know, maybe not see any success this year. I feel like the Spurs are going to go into that phase too. Yeah, I think uh, based off of this draft um, – I don't want to jump around here. We can. Yeah, I think the Spurs are entering like a new phase of their like identity. Mm-hmm. And it's like a young group now. Mm-hmm. And it really worries me about what's going to happen to Pop. 
because I feel like we're going towards like a youth movement. And um, I mean, there's always a need for veteran leadership. Like, I guess you, you talk about that as like other players <clears throat> being brought into the team mm-hmm. as like veteran leaders or, you know, uh, if Patty Mills were to stick around on the Spurs, he would be that. But like, what about that as the coach? You know what I mean? I see. Uh, yeah, I get. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying there is a place for him. Yeah. If he yeah. wants it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but the draft, I uh, I usually don't watch the draft, but I watch it for this, for, like for the purposes for the podcast. And I, I really it would have been good for me to have watched it huh? for the purposes of the podcast. Like I said, I guess it would have been good for me to have done the same, but I just consumed it after the fact. No, it's okay. Yeah. Because it's a lot of just. Uh, I was watching the ESPN broadcast and they had Kendrick Perkins as like one of like the analysts for oh, it. Oh, I heard and about this. He was really just like. Uh, I really don't care what he has to say, really. <laughs> he kind of just like speaks nonsense most of the time. Yeah. And they have like five minutes. And so it's just like a lot of like them saying, like, Filler well, Ray O'Connor's been picked. Uh, maybe uh, Isaac's going to be drafted next. <laughs> and then they're just talking about it. And then that. Din, 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 whatever that song is for like the draft to pay thousands of dollars for that well i did it a little bit off tune so, oh, okay, cool. so now it's like royalty free for nice. us uh anyone I, anyone who also has a podcast can use your recording <laughs> uh, we'll let you use it for free yeah and uh actually i, I, I don't agree to that oh, okay, never I, mind. I want some sort of money for you this. have to pay us thousands of dollars thank you um yeah and then adam silver just goes up there and he says like what's like the number two pick the Houston Rockets choose Jalen Green and then get like a little bit of backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, Bell bottoms. Yeah. It's always like, uh, I don't care about the draft really because mm-hmm. it's usually like uh, for the Spurs players, at least like they won't be seeing it like any NBA yeah. time. They're going to be in the right. G-League. I read about that. Is that Spurs develop their players like slowly in the yeah. G league Austin. Yeah. Um, I like the draft like makes my eyes cross. Like I don't mm-hmm. like understand just doing research for today's pod. I don't know who any of these people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will know them soon. Yeah. But it's just like all these names and especially like it gets into the heady stuff that I don't really quite understand yet about basketball, but that's like why we have the podcast. But like we need this because his off ball movement is so good. And he's like this kind of player who knows how to read the court. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah, people are like, uh, they talk about these like kids and they'll say, say like great court vision can read the right. stuff. And it's like, and then also like Mate needs to develop shooting. Yeah. And he's like explosive off the whatever. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What does this mean? I don't really get into the, any of that stuff. Right. But like, it's more of like a production now, too. Yeah. And then every website has their like draft coverage and like the pre draft. Like, I, know, I, hope, I hope we never do like a mock draft episode or anything like that. I mean, if we want to be in this business, I think we've got to prepare ourselves to do it oh. mentally. Maybe not till 2023 Who or something. Who cares about the kids? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so with the number one pick, we had Cade Cunningham. You, yeah. You know a lot about this guy, right? As a guard from OSU. That is what I know. Yeah. And he's going to Detroit. Yes. Did you hear his nickname? No. That they've already given him in Detroit? Huh. Motorcade. Pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I saw him wear sunglasses and wear the Tro- Detroit hat. Yeah, you did, I've just it's, seen it's, images it's, it's, and it's video really, clips. It's really, it's really hard to get like any read on any of these like kids, I right. think. Uh, I've read people's write-ups that are like an all-around great uh, two-way guard Cade Cunningham has great court vision and um, one time he 
found a dog outside, and we think this this character he shows will be great leadership for the Pistons. And then Kendrick Perkins is like, he's good at basketball. Yeah. Pretty much. And then uh, I've seen this guy. He plays a lot like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People doing the, the self comps from old players is always very fun. Yeah. Uh, major surprises for the draft. Yeah. I, I pulled out two surprises that I saw covered as surprises from mm-hmm. other journalists. I think I read like an SB Nation thing and I read a Ringer thing, Jonathan Tarks. So. This is this is why I know I'm, I'm really bearing my lack of knowledge out. But uh, <laughs> the fourth pick of the draft, Toronto uh, picks Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. who's a small forward from FSU, um, over the consensus number four pick, Jalen Suggs. And I do know Jalen Suggs because he was in March Madness. He made that uh, not so half court shot mm-hmm. um, during the March Madness tournament, right? Or, uh, during yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, the one. The, the last one that we were able to have, I guess, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. He, he did it before the in the semifinals against UCLA. Yes. Yeah. Shocking shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, really thought that uh, – I remember, I remember just jumping up, just being really like, whoa. Yeah, it was nuts. Uh, so uh, Orlando got Jalen Suggs. Um, they yeah. had the fifth pick, and they were uh, – he like fell into their lap, basically, because mm-hmm. everyone thought he would go four. Yeah, because people were saying that this year's draft was like the top four. Right, outside of the top four. It was just kind of a free-for-all. Yeah. And um, that ended up kind of being true, except for that Suggs fell to five. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I read that the Jonathan Tark's take that I'm just regurgitating pretty much was that Barnes is going to be a better fit with Toronto because Kyle, Rowley, Kyle Lowry is going to leave him free agency and he's kind of the like forward type that they need that they could maybe push to the five. Five being center. I always have to look. When someone calls a position by the number, I always have to look it up. Yeah, what's two? Shooting guard. Hell yes. You passed my quiz for you this week. <laughs> that, was, that was tough. Um, yeah, so it seems like, um, again, I don't really know anything. I don't watch college basketball. Right. And so I don't really know like what, like what uh, I know what the San Antonio Spurs needed during their draft, but I don't really know what's going on in like Toronto and like, also, with like the draft, like these like uh, lottery teams who were were at the bottom end of the season last year, I don't I don't watch Orlando play. Right. I don't watch Detroit play. Yeah. I don't watch uh, who else Toronto. I kind of didn't watch either. Uh, but these are all teams that like I probably still won't watch this season just because it's like unless it's like league pass or something. When there's nothing going on, right? But, you know, something happens and we cover it for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it's good. I guess that like we're getting like young talent out there obviously every year and it seems like the future's bright. And I really hope that Jalen Suggs is, a um, just like a good player for like Orlando to kind of bring that franchise. Yeah. It, the, the, what I was reading is that he kind of might overlap with like Markel Fultz a little bit, mm. but also be a better version of Markel Fultz, even though they just extended Markel Fultz for $50 million. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see how that develops and who gets the playing time and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's always it's like it reading about these players and I do understand the draft mm-hmm. more. Like I mean, I kind of wish I'd read about it before and then watched the draft and but like I get the excitement. You yeah. know what I mean to see this young talent be in the league and I mean, when you're like a lower tier franchise, you're just waiting for someone like a spark to happen. And I'm sure Orlando is just excited to get like a guy who's like notable now. Right. 
every team hopes that they're going to like have like the next biggest thing. Mm-hmm. But um, San Antonio. Yeah, that's what I had for big surprise number two. Mm-hmm. So San Antonio drafted Joshua Primo. It's a guard from Alabama who is 18 years old. He's the youngest player in the draft. And he was drafted at number 12 when people thought that he was going to be like a later pick. Yeah, people thought he would be like... Like he's, he's going like, to be like available. Like, yeah, like maybe late first round would be like his highest place to go. But he wanted... The, the Spurs had picked 12 and they picked him. When... I was watching the draft. I was like watching until San Antonio picked because I was obviously curious about what they were going to do because I do follow San Antonio still. Mm-hmm. And I was really like, I know that like we needed like another center, maybe like a forward or something. And then when they showed Josh Primo, I was like, I was a little shocked at like who this was and uh, why we're getting another point guard or like a point yeah just a point guard because we already have three of them that could be in that position right and so it was like a spurs twitter and then just people were kind of just uh really like kind of like uh laying into like the front office being like what are are we doing like is what's going on here a lot of uh I, i saw a lot of takes that were like i trust greg popovich and the spurs front office because they've been right before but also like what is going on and like, should we even trust Greg Popovich anymore? There Which was, this podcast official platform is. Yes. Yes. We trust it. Uh, Worldwide WAP tweeted something like, like if any other team had made this pick, they'd be like bashed. But since it's San Antonio and like they're always drafting like second round picks and making them stars that uh, this is going to work out. And so like there's a little protection over that. But I'm also just like genuinely like worried that like um, – you know, with like Team USA losing and like uh, this pick being questionable, and like it's not just Pop, it's like Pop and RC Buford who are like the front office people. Right. Uh, Pafto is what they're called. Pop in the front office or Patfo. I don't know. I, I don't know where this team is heading. We're, I think we're going to lose all of our like star players and we're going to have to really just like, and the, I say we as a Spurs fan uh, and a Lakers fan, by the way. <laughs> uh, we, we, I, I think the Spurs are going to really be. And like probably like a play in situation again. Like I don't really see the playoffs happening until like the young guys are unleashed. And I saw a lot of hate about this stuff, but then I also I also saw like Joshua Primo's Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah, he just seems genuinely happy and like yeah to land in a spot and like his draft at number twelve. Yeah, and uh, you know it's kind of wild. And I really uh, I'm going to support all Spurs draft picks. Yeah, I mean I I'm interested to see. What happens? I mean, everyone says he's got like high upside, but he's just risky. And it's also just what you're saying where they have plenty of guards. Yeah. There's also, uh, they also drafted a white guy, number 41 or something. They don't know his name. All right. But I, I read that he was like a, he has like good wing. He has a good wing and he also like shoots three ball. And like, I read a report that was like, he, uh, doesn't hit the rim much apparently. Okay. And, uh, that it's like a, just like a very, natural and like free-flowing like shot joe weiskamp cool. is his name all right there you go from iowa i look forward to seeing him like i don't know hit a three to win some game in like <laughs> it, 2022 yeah it's also gonna be like a g league the, the, both of these players aren't seeing nba time they're until not, they're not gonna 2023. be they're gonna yeah they're gonna be like on the austin spurs for like maybe like a year or two or something. All right. But we'll see if Patty doesn't resign. And we don't, if we lose all these guys, we might have to start using all these people, which is also exciting in itself. It is cool. I don't know. 
but yeah, just like, really quickly, I just wanted to like just name the other draft picks and to see who like uh, was on there. So the top four was uh, Pistons drafted Kate Cunningham, Rockets drafted Jalen Green, the Cavaliers drafted Evan Mobley, Raptors drafted Scotty Barnes, and then Magic was Jalen Suggs. And um, those are like the big names. And hopefully, uh, well, I'm sure we'll hear about them in the season. Yeah. Weird time. It's like, it's like getting new kids at school. Yeah, it is weird. It's like weird to be like, what's your deal? I want to ask you a question before we go on break really sure. quickly. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel that like uh, these are actually just like kids now? And it's we're, nuts. we're getting older. It's absurd. It really is. I've got a decade plus on all of these people. I mean, Joshua Primo is literally 18. Yeah. I read, I think the official rule is that you have to be 19 by the end of the year that you're drafted in. So he's going to turn uh-huh. 19, but he probably has like a December birthday or something. I didn't look it up. But uh-huh. I mean, everyone's going to, every 18 year old is going to hurt 19. We're going to be old guys and just being like Joshua Primo. A lot of, uh, it is weird. I mean, now that we're sports media personalities, that like, it's just like we're just talking about, I guess we're mostly talking about like a 70. 70- something you're yeah, old man yeah, yeah. We're, we're still chasing like an older yeah person and a hero figure yeah but like these younger players are like also somewhat going to be hero figures yeah and they're so young yeah so it's good to like russell westbrook's older than us lebron james older than us but as they like age out of the league there will be a time where we'll be older than everybody in the league nuts yeah <laughs> Let's put a break on that. Uh, yeah, let's, let's take a break to reflect our, our mortality. Wine. Yeah. Can I get you another glass? Please. <laughs> and we're back. Let's break. I like that wine. It's good. It's really numbed all of the uh, dread I was feeling in the last uh, five minutes. About getting old? Yeah. Um, maybe I should be drinking wine anyway as, as an old man now. It's an old man's drink. It's a refined drink. It's um, it's a drink that's it gets better as it gets older, much like us and the podcast. Ten episodes. This podcast is brought to you by aging. Aging <laughs> happens once a year, all the time, every year until you're dead. Aging, <laughs> get it now. Everybody's is that our first ad read? Yeah, good news. Everybody already has it. Our bad news for uh, our our ad sales. Mm. You can cut it out, too, if you want. No, I like it. Okay. Uh, if you want to buy an ad on this podcast, that's the kind of ad that you can expect from us. Very good. Very tasteful. I'll read it, and I'll do it acapella. Acapella? <laughs> yeah, why not? I'll okay. just like, start singing all of them. Oh, okay, cool. Um, should we go to the wine cellar? Yes. Uh, good news. We're already there. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Uh, so the wine cellar is the segment where we reflect on the history of the topic that we're talking about. So we're talking about the history of the NBA draft. Just have some quick facts for you, and then uh, we'll play a game. Well, we can make history fun. So the first uh, draft in NBA it's like school. a it's like a high school teacher who's just like dealing with like kids who are just like I don't want to be here, and it's like history's fun. I, absolutely, <laughs> I would love for this podcast to have that energy. <laughs> it does. I think I like history class. Um, so the first NBA draft was held in 1947, about a year after the founding of the BA, right. BAA, Basketball Which we know what that is. Yes, we know what that is. And our listeners should know what that is, too. Yeah, if you've, if you've listened to every episode of Dinner with Pop, you know what the BA is. 
Basketball Association of America. One year after the founding of the bar, two years before the league was renamed the NBA. Uh, the first televised draft was held in 1980, which is the same year the NFL and the NHL hockey. You know about the NHL? I don't even know what that is. It's hockey. That, that, that's played in America? Yeah. Well. And Canada. Um, so, yeah, they all televised their draft the same year. Have uh, you seen any of these other drafts before? No. The NFL draft is so long. And they, they're actually drafting. Well, it's like six rounds or something, right? Yeah. They're, and they're actually drafting, like, randos, it seems like. Yeah. The NBA draft is the only one that's only two rounds. Yeah. Which is also wild. It's a long watch. But, like, watching, like, the NFL draft is a really long time. It's just, like, I don't know. It's interesting to, I guess it's the the size of the teams is significantly different. Like the 50 people? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just weird to think about. That, yeah. like, the NBA, to get in the NBA, it's, like, really, you're, like, an elite group yeah. of people, an elite group of athletes. Yeah, if, uh, in football, you can just be kind of big, mm-hmm. a little bit agile. Yeah. Drafted at 47. Should we go in, uh, in for the NFL draft this you year? You want to declare for it? Yeah, I think we have a chance. I think I think we can, I think we can all just declare for oh, let's draft. Declare. <laughs> I don't mean, maybe we won't. We will go undrafted, obviously, but right. we can declare for it. Who knows? Might get, someone <laughs> might throw us a late. What if like you were drafted by like an NFL team? I would say thank you, but I decline. Thank you, but I something else came up this season, and I uh, don't think I would do well in the NFL. No. No, I'm not saying I don't think you could do well, but I wouldn't do well either. No, I don't think either of us would. I think I would do better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you might. I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't. So, yeah, that, those are the two facts I brought. Because I was like, <laughs> how much fun would it be to actually go through, like, how uh, this was the first time that this person was drafted? But there is some interesting history. But uh, It's kind of like we know what the draft is. Yeah, and, the draft uh, is the draft. And it's kind of always been the way it is. It's always been two rounds. It's always been. We're getting new players every year because obviously. Um, at a certain point, international players were able to be drafted and that was new and exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's been a change that happened at some point. <laughs> uh, quick note. Uh, have you seen that clip of like Draymond, like naming Draymond Green of the Warriors, naming every player who was drafted above him? No. There's a video he like remembers everybody's name. Wow. And in, uh, in order. Yeah. Wow. It's uh. It gives people a lot of like, uh, I don't know. Some some players get a lot out of like, I should have been number one. They like, uh, uh, inspiration out of it. Did Did you see that like the John Morant uh, Zion draft? They like interviewed John Morant and they were like, "How are you gonna How are you gonna handle like the uh, naysayers and people like that in the NBA with like all the criticism and stuff?" And his quote was like. My dad was my first hater, so I can handle anything. Whoa. And now look at him. I mean, he's actually like a star now. And like, yeah. He's like very cool. And like, I think that's like when you get like, like we'll always remember like uh, Jalen Green for like that bell bottom suit now. And like, yeah. just like his general, general like demeanor and personality. But things like that for the draft really are like really nice to like see. It's an event where you see someone's like personality and yeah. like it's a time to shine. And like it is uh, your time to make a debut for yourself yeah it's like literally like the moment where it's like the stage is on you mm-hmm. and it's like you've been promoted to this job right uh should we we should do like a draft we should we should be drafted yes i think if if we if a podcast network picks us up there should be a tv broadcast where we are drafted i would love to wear like um 
like you know they give you like the team's hats right of like whatever network we get on just yeah, wearing yeah. like a, a blue wire media hat whoa this guy's calling a shot i appreciate it the ringer um hat. i want to be signed by what other networks are there earwolf i want to be signed by the target network the target network of podcasting target the store yes do they have podcasts <laughs> no but we can be Leave the first, it at first. <laughs> that'd be huge <laughs> Target now entering the podcast game, and their first, uh, their first podcast series is not about shopping, not about anything red, not about any targets in general. Yeah, it's about basketball. Yeah, and they sell they sell basketball merch. They sell basketballs. They do. <laughs> it's like they picked up a basketball podcast with twenty listeners. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure reporting the facts. <laughs> We don't we don't lie on this podcast. No, we have the podcast meetings on the podcast. It's important. Uh, all right, our game. We're gonna play a game. Yeah, I'm gonna give you three players from some select, some draft years that I pulled out. Yeah, you tell me which one was the number one pick of that year. This is good. This is really nice because uh, now we get to test my knowledge of basketball. I feel like there are gonna be some that you get, mm-hmm. and some we'll see. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't look any of these up. I saw that they were on the thing, but I just didn't. I appreciate that. I trusted you. Uh, So 1978. Whoa. uh, Between these two players, who's who's drafted number one? Michael Thompson, Larry Bird, or Maurice Cheeks? Oh, man. I have not heard... uh, Forgive me for, like, kind of, like, talking these out. No, that's good. This is a podcast, after all. I... Haven't heard like when I hear about Clay Thompson, his father's Michael Thompson. Right. I've never heard someone been like, uh, Clay Thompson's father, Michael Thompson, drafted number one. So mm-hmm. I'm going to eliminate Michael Thompson. Okay. Larry Bird might be too obvious. Mm-hmm. Are people drafting white guys that high at that time? Maybe. I don't know. 1978, maybe they were. Mo Cheeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say. Do you know Mo Cheeks? No, but I called him Mo Cheeks. Yeah, I like that. Um, I know the name, but I don't know anything about his career really. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He was. I don't know. He was drafted in nineteen seventy eight. So I'm going to say my final answer for this nineteen seventy eight draft was Mo Cheeks. That's incorrect. It was Michael Thompson. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. It was like, nope. <laughs> that's the one where I gave like a definitive like off, uh, off the bat, and it was good logic for it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. That's. Uh, I, I. Wow, Michael Thompson, cool. Yeah. Uh, so we're skipping ahead to 1984. Whoa. You got Hakeem Olajuwon, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley, or Michael Jordan. Okay. Heard of him? Yes. And obviously you'd think that Michael Jordan was drafted first. Right. But because I think this was in the last dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not drafted first. Right. Was Charles Barkley drafted the same year? as Michael? Yeah. It's a crazy draft class. Like wow. the whole, like, I mean, I think it's also one of those things where we're getting to where we were like around basketball so we've heard of everyone uh-huh. like everyone in or a lot of that draft class if you look at the list is like people who were like superstars that's like the, the 1996 draft for like kobe and like um uh who else was trapped uh steve nash and shit like that and, yeah uh so Hakeem, Charles Barkley, and Michael Jordan uh I've done research on Hakeem so it's Hakeem it is Hakeem yeah, yeah. Um, nice. What was the story there? Like, Hakeem was just, like, a better player, or, like, or, like, Houston needed, like, the... Houston needed, uh... I see. Like... They wanted the big man. Did Houston get him? Or did Portland get him? I can't remember. I think it's Houston, right? Who drafted him? Um... No idea. I can't remember. 
but that that was what the story is like. They needed like a big man. The team needed to. Center. Yeah. So it's like sort of like uh, what we were talking about with Josh Primo, even though that's a big like skip. It's like they arguably don't need a guard, but they see enough talent. Or I mean, that's what whoever had the number one pick in 84 could have done that where they're mm-hmm. like, I see Michael Jordan's talent. I'm going to draft yeah. him. But instead they drafted based on team need. All right. So, so jumping ahead again, 1992, we got Robert Ory, Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning. Okay. Uh, okay. Robert Ory has seven rings. Um, again. Yeah. I never hear that he was drafted first. Right. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious if it was if he was drafted first. I really have no idea. Shaquille O'Neal, obviously, you might. I would assume that he was drafted first. Yeah, because I guess because uh, Orlando drafting him was like the big thing. Also, Alonzo Mourning, uh, man, you know, I really don't know, but I'm going to say Shaquille O'Neal was drafted number one. That's correct. Okay. Number one pick, Shaq. Shaq was like busting, like he was breaking like the backboards, like mm-hmm. the glass was falling off at that point. He was like actually like a superstar like yeah. already just coming into it. Went to Louisiana, maybe? LSU. That sounds right. That sounds right to me. Big Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. What else? What are his nicknames? Shaq Fu. Papa John. Shaq uh, um, Stradamus. Yeah. Uh, Icy Hot. Right. You're just naming the... Yes. His nicknames? <laughs> yes, those are his nicknames. <laughs> All right. Uh, honestly, uh, and surprisingly, he was known as those nicknames before he endorsed those brands. Wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep it ahead again to 97. Mm. We've got Tim Duncan... Tracy McGrady, Chauncey Billups. Okay. So uh, let's just cut the nonsense. Yes. Uh, from Wake Forest with the number one pick in the 1997 draft, the San Antonio Spurs draft, Tim Duncan. Correct. Classic. That, that was that was sort of a, a free space for you. Uh, you know, if I were good at my job, they, they should have all been free spaces for me, but I don't know. I mean, you've be. gotten uh, three out of four so far. Uh, 2006, J.J. Redick, LaMarcus Aldridge, or Andrea Bargnani? Uh, okay, so I think, uh, I don't think J.J. Redick was uh, draft number one. He had, like, a really, like, he played at Duke, and he was really, uh, people didn't like him in Duke. Mm-hmm. Kind of hated, like, him. I, I did not hear anything about J.J. being the number one pick. LaMarcus Aldridge, I feel like he was the number one pick. Um Mar- Went to UT Austin. That's welcome. And then Andrea Bargnani. Uh, I know. I know that he had tremendous upside. Probably. Uh, I don't know if he was number one pick though. So I'm going to say Aldridge. Uh, that's incorrect. It was Bargnani. Bar- Are you serious? Bargnani. 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 It was Bargnani. Andrea Bargnani. Yeah, from Italy. International. Who, who drafted him? Don't remember. Didn't okay. write that down. Portland drafted Lamarcus. What's Lamarcus had? You know, two, two. So yeah. Bargnani was one. Mm-hmm. Huh? I look that up. Who drafted Bargnani? I'll come back to it. Okay. Last one, two thousand nine. Stephen Curry, Blake Griffin, James Harden. I know Stephen Curry was not. I think he was drafted like nineteenth or something like that, or like he was not. Uh, I don't actually. I don't know. Blake Griffin was the second coming of Jesus Christ out of Oklahoma. And then James Harden was a kid who became six man of the year. Uh, I'm going to say Blake Griffin was draft number one. That is also correct. Nice. So nice. Uh, what was that? Four out of six? 
Yes. Nice. Uh, Barnani was drafted by the Raptors in 2006. Oh, that's right. You know, I didn't know that. I looked it up. Um, international draft, uh, international team. Michael Thompson and Andrea Bargnani, names I will not forget. Yeah. I'm uh, not surprised you did as well as you did. I thought this would be a little trickier. Uh-huh. But you went with your gut, and you did really well. I've been trying to watch basketball for the past, like, um, like every season since, like, 2015, I think. And so I've just been kind of trying to learn everything I can. Absorbing information. Right before this podcast happened. Okay. But now I'm, like, actually learning stuff. Yeah. Because back then it was, like, Bargnani, whatever. Now you're making, like, a concerted effort <laughs> to learn. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the No Dunks people. I know a lot of basketball stuff because of that podcast I listen to. I would listen to their podcast, but I'm against listening to any other basketball podcast besides ours. Mm. So. You're telling I get, I get a lot of my takes. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I hear what they say, and I, I just think, don't have that opinion. Right. Uh, cool. I really, uh, I'm always a fan of a game. Yeah, we love a game here on Dinner with Pop. I'm glad I got the game this time. Great work. Um, take a break? Yeah. All right. And we're back. Welcome back. Probably the most substantial break. Usually we just uh, press pause. And then, like, immediately start up again. Yeah. Last time we actually took a break. We did. It's getting hot. It is hot in here. We turn off the air to not have to, for you, the listener, (laughs) so you don't hear any sound interference. But it's 90 plus degrees in LA today. And uh, it's getting a little hot in the studio, aka my bedroom. It is. Is eating something sweet uh, a nice pairing with wine? Yeah, I think there's like a, there's certainly dessert wines mm. and uh, like a port. I think is a dessert wine. I see. Uh, but yeah, you know what is good with wine is like a chocolate. Oh really? Yeah, people say this. I don't know. It's true. Huh. Never tried it. I'll try it next time. Let's try it right now. This is our dessert segment. Yeah, this is. I was, I was trying to get into the. Well, I was, and I know you knew. Yeah, I, I knew what you were doing. Yeah, I was just bringing it home. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you're doing a great job. <sighs> I, I said I, I I opened up the pod with the. You did, uh, yeah, you did great. Thanks, dude. Don't get down on yourself. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Half a glass of wine. Um. You, you, you lead off. <laughs> okay, so this yeah, is dessert, so this is, uh, or I'll, I'll do the, this part. Yeah, this yeah. is dessert. This is where we like make stuff up about the future of basketball. It hasn't happened yet, but it could. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right, you take it from here. <laughs> so obviously we do these things, these hypotheticals. And the hypothetical I came up with for the draft was my first immediate thought about hearing the word draft is the literal military draft. Right. And I just had a maybe like just an idea, like what if the military draft that we know and I was really afraid of being drafted, like as soon as I turned 18, I was like, it is a real fear. You have to like fill out a card. It's yeah, like, there's no draft, but you do have to like state your eligibility for. Yeah, I think when armed I armed service or something, I think when I got my license, they like kind of like already like enrolled me like in Texas. I don't know if that's like the same everywhere else around the country, but in Texas, I think when I. Got my license at 18. They were also like just selective service or whatever it was or something like that. Yeah, like I, forget, I don't event. know how it works, but you're just like 
I exist. I, well, for the longest time, I thought I was going to be like in like a war at some point or like drafted and like have to kind of like say goodbye to my art career. There are things, times I think about and I uh, where I'm like, am I going to have to go to war if there's like a war? Yeah. And I think the answer is no. I think the answer is no, because I think we're getting older we're now. too old. Yeah. Kind of cool. We'll, maybe we'll be officers. You want to be an officer in the war in the no. army? You, no. you want, but you want, I was you? just watching. Uh, we watched the Lost City of Z, mm-hmm. which is about um, this explorer in like early 1900s Britain. Mm-hmm. I think he starts out in the army, but then like World War One happens. World War One drops, and they're like, "You got to come <laughs> back from your explorations and be in the army." But he's like an officer. I don't know. That's what I was thinking about. He just like shows up to World War One. He's like so. smoking a pipe in the trenches while <laughs> everyone else is like covered in mud. Um, the only war stuff I really, uh, cared to watch is Dunkirk. Dunkirk, good. And, uh, if, uh, war was just like, uh, like a hour and 50 minute, uh. Hanging out on the beach, trying not to get bombed. With a top, with a clock ticking in the background. Yeah. Sign me up. Tom Hardy's there. Yeah. Flying around. Yeah. I actually, I mean, the war in Dunkirk does not seem pleasant. I mean, none of the wars, I guess, now that we look wars, into it. War seems bad. War seems bad. Uh, Official take of Dinner with Bob. Yeah, it's Dinner with Bob. Anti-war. Not war is bad. <laughs> war seems bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. because I, I Jury's still out. I haven't been there we yet. Haven't, we haven't been there ourselves, but it seems like a bad deal. Uh, yeah, and so, like, on that, like, I just saw, like, what if the military draft was replaced by the NBA, like, with, like, an NBA <laughs> draft, like, we all had to, like, opt in, and it's, like, you could be drafted by the San Antonio Spurs. Right, at any mo- moment. Which, you know, might be just as, hear me out. <laughs> it's just as just stressful. Just as stressful, just as scary to be as a basketball player if you're not a basketball player. He's like, oh, no, I have to play against the Pistons this Friday. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm losing sleep and hair thinking about this. I've aged six years in the NBA selective service. Everyone comes back from their season in the NBA with like wrinkles and gray hair and cigarette addiction. Yeah. Uh yeah, so <laughs> if this were to happen, would you proudly serve would you proudly serve your country playing basketball? Yes, I think far more proudly than I would. In the military. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a, it seems like a super low it seems stakes. Like, a real like, deal. like you might not even be playing in the game. Actually. But here's the thing. It's very, you say it's low stakes, but it's very high stakes. Like if so, you're representing the, if you're drafted to represent yeah. the United States mm-hmm. in basketball, which Kevin Durant and company are doing right now. Right. But it's also as a substitute for war. Like <laughs> what are the consequences of if Team USA loses? <laughs> like, oh, like, I see. Because do we I, get like invaded by China and like they've somehow stacked their team and uh, that team USA loses and you're like, well, sucks that they lost that basketball game. Looks like uh, <laughs> looks like we're part of China now. Okay, yeah, I guess my I guess my um, my thought process behind it was it's going to be like a lot more like the Olympics where it's just like someone wins a gold medal, but like it's now oh, it's just like nice. It's just friendly. Yeah, this is all. This is all supposed to be friendly. Okay, like, there's no like, like no, uh, no like actual global conflict is being resolved. Yeah, inst- instead of going to the, instead of going to war or being stationed somewhere, you're getting stationed to like 
Minnesota and you're just kind of running drills. Like, again, you might not see court time, but you're going to be there. (laughs) Actually be incredible is if instead of the large, we have the largest standing military in the world. Uh The USA instead has that many standing basketball players. That's what I'm saying. But okay, I guess the breakdown would be like in each state, I guess you're just like playing in that like little league or something like that. But it's like, so you're not drafted by your country, you're drafted by your state. Sure. So this yeah. is not how wars are fought. I'm, I'm grilling you on this. Sure. I want the logic to bear out. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So our taxes, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we, go we, into we, it. We pay for a basketball fund. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm, run, I'm running out of steam fast right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Keep it up. It's okay. We're almost there. So you and I are, are, are going to be drafted to play... In California now. Okay. So we're playing for the Clippers or something. Okay. Um, but also like, ah, fuck, I guess like, uh, like, <laughs> let's say Mexico has their own team. Uh-huh. And then like, like a certain state in Mexico is going to travel to uh, like every four years or something like that. Okay. Let's how about this. Presidents uh-huh. have to play one-on-one basketball. <laughs> Joe Biden against... Uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron. Mac- Macron. Yeah. And is he still president of France? Listen, man, I don't know who the president of the United States is. I can't be uh, expected good. to know who the president of uh, France is. Macron. Um, uh, is a French politician who has been serving as president of France since May 14, 2017. Emmanuel Macron. But can he hoop? I feel like better than Joe Biden. He's young. He's younger. He's 43. Joe Biden, oh, he's young. I don't want this to be a political podcast, but Joe Biden has, like, I feel like he... Do you play basketball? I don't want to know. I don't want to look it up either that he played basketball. I'm going to say yes. <sighs> but he has played basketball. You know, I went into this thinking that it was, like, a excellent idea. But I think it is an excellent idea. But when he started, like, really pushing on well, the... I just wanted uh, to know... I'm sorry. I just didn't have all the answers. That's all right. We're figuring it out together. Uh, I was trying to equate like with actual real world draft and military life was like in terms of basketball, but I don't really know anything about the military or basketball. Even. Well, I was just saying like, is it a one-to-one substitution? Yeah. Instead of the military, we have basketball. Yes. Okay. So we're playing against North Korea. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if North Korea I wish wins, you, I wish you chose like a friendly, like a friendlier, like uh, playing against Brazil. Okay, well, we're uh, playing against Cuba uh, now. Are they friendly? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what international relationships are like with Brazil right now. Yeah, I think they've got a weird Trump guy. Oh, Bolsonaro. I, I, Bolsonaro is he gone? I don't know. I don't know. This, I, I've just shown my ignorance about like <laughs> real world. Like uh, I only know basketball now. Uh, playing against Canada. Okay, perfect. If Canada wins, yeah, are they in charge now? Is uh, they effectively okay. conquered the United States, or is it like I guess we lost in Vietnam? Vietnam didn't conquer. Yeah, arguably lost the war in Iraq, mm-hmm. the Forever War. Right, still going on. Yes. The basketball game just lasts indefinitely. Would there be a 20 year long basketball game? Yeah. Wow. I'm only saying yes. <laughs> yes, and. All right. Well, 
<laughs> Sorry, I, I broke your hypothetical. I thought it was very fun. I didn't mean to. No, you didn't break it. You just, I just uh, really half-assed wrote this thing. And then I thought uh, it was brilliant. I think we've got a lot, like, let's call up Joe Biden. I think we've got some great ideas. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, pay off my student loans, one. And two, let's play basketball. Yeah. I also think this would make Greg Popovich commander-in-chief. I mean, he'd have to. He has the experience. Yeah. He's the coach of Team USA. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's also true. You know what I'm saying is that Greg Popovich is the commanding officer of this team right now. And they're playing. I guess we're just doing the Olympics all the time now. Yeah. High stakes, though. That's like the World Cup. But all the time and for like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And there's real world. The like stakes countries, are important to me. Countries are being. Uh, yeah, we're getting the United uh, Nation. Nations of uh, the Dominican Republic and. Uh, um. It's like Tobago and like no, uh, and yeah yeah. We're, we're now we're just like we're now we're just Puerto. Rico. Oh, I see. It's like we're Canada and the United States. Yeah, yeah, kind of cool. <laughs> I like it. I, I want to like let's make this a video game or something where it's like Risk, but it's like yeah, we, yeah, we can Risk, but Risk meets NBA Jam. You conquer the world through. There's something here. Maybe we should cut this out so like a video game company doesn't take this. I mean, yeah. All right, you got anything else you want to say? <laughs> About this? No, about well, about this or about the podcast in general? No. Before we sign off? No. I want to be done. All right, we're done. Good news. Um, thanks for listening. Rate and review us, please, on your podcast platform of choosing. And honestly, what really goes a long way, I say this every time, but recommend us to a friend. Uh, if, you know, next time someone's like, you got any podcasts you're listening to? Yes. It's your friend's podcast. It's your son's podcast. Whatever. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I'm i going to be biased. I think it's a good podcast. I think you, you'd be right to recommend this to a friend. They, they'll thank you for it. You'll get a gift basket mm-hmm. filled with pears and fine honeys. Um, shout out to Baxter Holmes, writer of the ESPN article, Michelin Restaurants and Fabulous Wines. Inside the secret team dinners that have built the Spurs dynasty, the unofficial inspiration for the podcast. Um, any parting words, Isaac? No, but in the words of Catherine Leone, Westbrook's a stud. Great, great words, Catherine. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.